Welcome to HCWL Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Simon, alongside my co-host, William Christie and Cameron McLaughlin. Tonight, Coach Liam Cohen cannot make it with us, although we know you haven't seen him yet because of some technical difficulties from Cameron in the past few weeks. It'll be okay because next week, Liam will be joining us again. So to start it off, as we always do, the NBA is over as the Los Angeles Lakers took on the Miami Heat in six games and won the series 4-2. to two. We talked about that last week, so I'm not trying to go very much in depth into that. LeBron won another title in his 10 titles. He's now won four. And moving on from that subject, we're going to go right into the NFL where we were in week six this week on there was no Thursday night football after there was football last Tuesday where the Titans took on the Bills and won 42 to 16. This week, yesterday in overtime, the Titans took on the Texans and won 42 36. The Ravens beat the Eagles 32 28 in the last two four minutes of the game. The Eagles tried to come back 16 points after losing 30 to 14 and then miss a two point conversion to tie up the game. The Falcons, after firing Dan Quinn, they're not winless anymore after beating the Vikings 40 to 23. The Steelers demolished the Cleveland Browns 38-7. The Colts had a comeback win over the Cincinnati Bengals after losing 21-0 in the first quarter. The Colts come back to beat the Bengals 31-27. The Bears beat the Panthers 23-16. The Giants are not winless anymore after beating the Washington football team 20-19. The Broncos beat the Patriots in a field goal shootout 18-12. The Dolphins beat the winless Jets 24-0. The Buccaneers beat the Green Bay Packers 38-10. The former Super Bowl runner-ups, the San Francisco 49ers beat the Los Angeles Rams 24-16. The Chiefs are taking on the Bills at the moment. And the Cardinals are set to take on the Cowboys at 8.15 today. Now, this weekend in the NFL, we saw, we saw a lot of stuff, I would say. And I saw, we saw the former Houston Texans of last year kind of starting to make a comeback against the Titans. And then the Titans did score a touchdown in the last 20 seconds of the game. And then the Titans went on to win in overtime after, after firing Will head coach and general manager Bill O'Brien. What do you see the future of the Texans this season? Are they going to tank for something like a receiver in Jalen Waddle, or try to get a running back in this next draft or a key piece on their defense? Uh, I think uh, this should be maybe a tank season because I don't see, I, I can't see the Texans making a playoff berth. So maybe you should tank for someone such as Rashad Bateman. He, he would fit in the Houston Texans offense well filling in that hole for deandre hopkins for a tall great good hands receiver i think the our future is in good hands hopefully the texans can hire someone good and make some moves in this offseason well said well said now only the following game after firing head coach dan quinn the falcons did beat the minnesota vikings 40 to 23 with a fully healthy julio jones and this is the second game Theo Jones has been fully healthy, and in both of those games, he had over 100 receiving yards in, t- in yesterday's game. Julio had over 100 receiving yards and two touchdowns, helping the Falcons beat the Vikings 40-23. to uh, Cameron, are the Falcons going 
Are, is Julio Jones the best receiver in the league, or was that just a star of a, or was that just a bright piece in his offense this year? And is he gonna have to get shipped out of Atlanta? That is a big statement, but you didn't answer my question. Is Julio Jones the single-handedly best receiver in the NFL at the moment? Well, Harris, it's hard to say because he's the only one really getting thrown to in the Falcons. It's hard to tell when you're literally the only target on your team when some of the other best receivers have other people who have Calvin, have other team players on his team. Cameron, Cameron, the ball. I'm sorry to interrupt, but there's someone named Calvin Ridley who led the NFL in fantasy points for receivers through the first three weeks. So I would not say he's the only target on the foul. Let's talk about this comeback in Indianapolis after Phillip Rivers and the Colts were down 21 to zero in the first quarter. Phillip Rivers came back against the Bengals after at half losing 24 to 21, and then winning with the only holding the <clears throat> excuse me holding the Bengals to only score three points in the second half, winning 31-27. This was the best game that we've seen out of Phillip Rivers all year. Many people were saying he's washed and needs to retire. A lot of people say he will not be in Indianapolis next season. Now, the Colts are now 4-2 and two on a Phillip Rivers offense, arguably the best defense in the league. Will, if Phillip Rivers washed and ready to retire after being, after throwing for 370 yards and three touchdowns yesterday against the Bengals and leading a 21-0 comeback? I think he is washed. Everyone has those games, like LeBron in the NBA. He has those games. He has those games too, especially in the playoffs. That so he's washed. I think the same thing applies to Philip Rivers. He'll have his good games, but he's getting too old uh, to do this. He's what 39 now, and I I think he will retire with uh, most likely after this year on his one-year deal. His one-year $25 million deal that they could have offered to Tom Brady. But that is besides the point. Now, looking at some of the other games, the New York Giants finally did beat the Washington football team 20-19 after they are arguably in the worst, I'm sorry, not arguably in the worst decision division in the NFL. The leader of this division at the moment are the Philadelphia Eagles, who have one win, Cameron how bad is this? How bad is this division? And who do you see coming out of it at the end of the year? Uh, well, I gotta say, I've had a good laugh about the NFC East this year, but it's kind of, it's. I think it's gotta be the Eagles because I thought it's gonna be the Cowboys just because the Cowboys have kind of too many stars not to be in it. But now that Dak Prescott's gone, I don't think they can do it. Even though if their game plan pretty much is to hand the ball off to Zeke every single play. But otherwise, I think the Eagles have a good enough team to do it, mainly because none of the teams in the division can win in a single game. Well, they can win a game, but it's pretty rare. It seems they all win like maybe one game every couple of weeks. And the Washington football team is just terrible. And the Giants are terrible, so therefore, the Eagles will win their division. Bold statement out of humor. Now we're going to move right into college football, where we saw the game of the year and one of the best games of this week being postponed. We'll take it away. So first, we'll start off with our previous week of college football, starting starting the day off with Clemson and uh, Georgia Tech. Uh, Lawrence had himself a career day, though he did throw his first interception of the season. He threw for, you know, it was 24-32, 4-4, five touchdowns and an interception for the biggest road game and for the biggest win on the road in ACC history, winning 73-7. Then we move on to uh, the Notre Dame-Louisville game. Notre Dame got put on upset alert, number four, now number three team in the country. Ian Book rushes for a touchdown, and 
keeps the Irish's undefeated season alive, beating the uh, one-win Louisville team 12-7. to At 4 o'clock, we have number 11, Texas A&M and Mississippi State. Uh, Aggies won, beat Mississippi State. Uh, an SC top 10 play was in that game on the weirdest pick six you'll ever see. And the Aggies right now have an easy path to the playoffs. 7.30, number five, uh, North Carolina and Florida State. The Seminoles knock off number five, North Carolina, after leading 31-7. to They almost blew it. Uh, North Carolina had a, case, a bad case of, of the drops as they dropped three straight consecutive passes to lose the, to lose the game. And then number two, Alabama, number three, Georgia, in Tuscaloosa. Matt Jones throws her over 400 yards, four touchdowns, and pick. Najee Harris, 31 carries, 152 in a score. Alabama has two receivers to go over 160. And Stenson Bennett, he delivered, he's the mailman, but he delivered to the wrong address tonight, throwing two touchdowns and three interceptions. Now it's your games to look forward to for next week. First off, we have noon. Welcome back, Big Ten football, Nebraska. And number five, Ohio State. That game will be on Fox. You can see Justin Fields' 2020 season debut. Your ranked matchup between number 23, NC State, number 14, North Carolina, both fighting for contention to hopefully face off Clemson in the ACC championship. At 3.30 on ABC, you have number three, Notre Dame at Pittsburgh. First time in I don't know how long Notre Dame has played. Notre Dame will play a game in Pittsburgh. Also at 3.30 on Fox, number 17, Iowa State. Number six, Oklahoma State. Two highest ranked teams in the Big 12. 7.30, got number 18, Michigan. Number 21, Minnesota. My opinion, the best wide receiver in college football, Rashad Bateman, is playing in that game. And your group of five matchup, 9 o'clock on ESPN2. You got number nine, Cincinnati. And number 16, SMU. Back to you, Harris. Thank you, Cameron. And I want to talk a little bit about that game of the week last week that I was in attendance for after the Dawgs, the third. Oh, I'm sorry, Cameron. Before we talk, take it away. So, well, you did a great job there. And you brought up the blowout between Clemson. And I don't even know what the other team was. Well, I have another blowout to talk about. Last week, UMass football returned. And they yeah. lost the Georgia. And they lost, thank you for the enthusiasm, but they did lose the Georgia Southern 41 to nothing. We got them right where they want them, right where we want them. Exactly what I'm thinking, Will. So I know it's been a tough start for the UMass Minutemen. And I know that even though Will is pretending to care, neither of you care. But I'm only here to say is that this will be, that will be UMass's one loss this season. Thank you, Harris. No problem, Cameron. As I was saying, I was in attendance for the Alabama-Georgia game. And in that game, we saw for the third consecutive time, the Georgia Bulldogs lead at halftime. This time, only a three-point lead after Riker hit a 51-yard field goal with the final seconds of the game where Georgia ran into the locker room before the play even happened after a Mac Jones after a Mac Jones spike stopped the clock, there's one second on the clock. Riker hit the 51-yard field goal and made it into 24-20 going into halftime. Now, at this time, half the Georgia team was already in the locker. That is unfortunate-like conduct, but they did not call it. Now, we're going to move on to the rest of the game, where in the second half, Mac Jones was went off. We saw touchdowns to John Mechie, Jalen Waddle, you know, 
Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith owned the Georgia Bulldogs. I'm sorry, Mechie did have a touchdown, but that was in the first second of the game. I do not remember if he got one in the second half, but I can tell you that Devontae Smith owns Georgia. The 2018 National Championship, the Alabama Crimson Tide, took on the Georgia Bulldogs. In this game, Georgia was winning 13-0 at half and then lost in the final seconds of the game in overtime with a second and 26 play from Tua Tagovailoa to Mr. Devontae Smith in the end zone. Devontae Smith on Saturday night had two touchdowns and over 100 yards receiving against the Georgia Bulldogs. Knocking off the dogs, Mac Jones solidifies himself as a spot in the Heisman race right behind Trevor Lawrence. Mac Jones, who is questionable about being a starter going into the season. We will see what happens. Will, back to you. Anything else on college football? So, what I want to talk about is the rankings. So, first off, there's a lot of controversy about the top three. I'll just read it out to you. It's Clemson 1 or about the top four, really. Clemson one, Bama two, Notre Dame three, and Georgia four. Uh, there's something that I agree of. I agree with that Clemson should still be the number one team in the country, even though Alabama be at the time number three, Georgia. Uh, Clemson is the only team in college football that is top five in offense and defense. Something that I don't agree with is three and four. Notre Dame does not deserve to be number three. Notre Dame does not deserve to be number three whatsoever. They are not the third best team in the country. Uh, they almost lost to Louisville. They struggled against Duke. The, those are not teams that uh, the number three team in the country will struggle against. Georgia at number four, they just got they just lost to seven by 17. There's no reason they should be in the top four. Back to you, Harris. Well, here's the thing. Well, I completely disagree with you. I do agree that Notre Dame should not be the number three team in the country, but number three team in the country should be Georgia. No, I'm going to tell you why. There was I think no- Ohio State should be number three. Okay, but yeah, go on. them too. Ohio State maybe should be three, but they have not played a game. As of right now, I put Ohio State at four, Georgia at three. And the only reason behind this is Georgia had a lead at Bama. Georgia is the third best team in the country right now, maybe the fourth, right behind Ohio State. But this team lost to Alabama, the second best team in the country, arguably the best team in the country, behind the best mm-hmm. coach in college football. I mean, and they didn't embarrassingly lose. They were winning at halftime. They had Nick Saban probably whooped their ass in the hat in, in the locker room and then came back and won the game. But this Georgia team is a top four team in the country. I don't care what you say. Personally, I wouldn't even put Notre Dame as a top 10 team in the country talent. Whoa. Okay. Personally, Whoa. Florida is better than Notre Dame. There's no doubt about that. My top five, if I were to choose it. it if I had the option to choose my top five teams, actually, Notre Dame may be top ten, but they're not top five. Okay, every ACC team besides Clemson is overrated. I stand by that statement, and my statement has come back true after Miami was killed by Clemson. Notre Dame has barely lost to two unranked teams. I'm barely one to two unranked teams. We've seen UNC lose to Florida State. Okay, all these teams are getting knocked off because every Clemson team. I mean, every ATC team, yeah, they should be called Clemson teams because they get ruled by Clemson every year. But every ACC team was so average that the only reason they were in the top 25 was because that the Big Ten football and all in Pac-12, they they weren't back yet. Okay, UNC ACC right now is the most ranked teams in college football. UNC last year had five 
losses, okay? And they were ranked number five in the country. Yes, they have a great quarterback. But ACC may have the most ranked teams in college football, but when you get into depth, the top five worst teams in ACC and the ACC would all lose to the top five worst teams in the SEC. The top five best teams in the SEC are better than the top five teams in the ACC, except for maybe Clemson. That's better than Alabama. But let's move on. Cameron, it's your soccer time. Never said your top five. Oh, my top five? I'm sorry. Clemson at one, Bama at two, Ohio State, Georgia at three, Ohio State at four, Florida at five. Cameron, take it away. All right, okay. Just real quick, if I had a top five, it would be Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Oklahoma State. That's my top five. Cameron, take it away. Well, it's been a while since I've been allowed to talk soccer, which is kind of ironic because everything important in soccer has happened since I've stopped allowing to do this segment. So I'll cover what I can. The more important things, one, the Premier League and all soccer is back. It wasn't gone for very long. Two, there have been some crazy upsets like Liverpool somehow lost 7-2. to two. Um, the, the, Champions League ba- the Champions League returns tomorrow. And that's all I can think of. Luis Suarez plays for Atletico Madrid now. I can't really think of anything else. Back to you, Harris. Thank you. Now we're going to go right back to you for PTI. Damn you. Oh, oh, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. One more thing to talk about. Semifinals of the MLB have happened. The Braves, Atlanta Sports, have choked a 3-1 lead to the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Dodgers will take on the Houston Astros in the, champ- in the World Series. PTI. All right, so Atlanta, we all thought Atlanta was going to win. Well, at least I thought they were. I mean, they went up 3-1. They had a good team. However, unlike the Dodgers, Atlanta had a couple of weak spots, while the Dodgers don't really have many weak flaws. Anyway, the first question is this. The Dodgers are now going to the World Series for the third time in four years. They have become, in the last couple of years, what I've nicknamed the dynasty of disappointment because they keep going to the final and losing. So... They're playing Tampa Bay in the final. Is this the year they finally oh, the win? Harris, we're going <laughs> to you. Do you have a response? No. All right, well, how about you? Is this the year the Dodgers finally win it? They're called the Dynasty of Disappointment for a reason. Hunter Renfro will come up big for the for Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay will be World Series champs. Hunter Renfro? That would be so great, wouldn't it, if they lost again? Hunter yes, spelled the Oakland Raiders. Well, there's it's Hunter Renfro, but the the W is an E. All right, here is our second question, and this is very important. Now, this may not be true, so Harris, you can fact check fact check me on this, but I'm pretty sure we all remember the very memorable, fun game between Tom Brady, Tiger Woods, Phil Nicholson, and Peyton Manning a couple months ago. However, from what I've heard, there is a new one coming up. And it's going to be Charles Barkley and Phil Nicholson against Stephen Curry and Peyton Manning. What do you think, Harris, if this happens? I give me Peyton Manning. All I got to give you, Peyton Manning. Uh, give me Peyton Manning. Charles Barkley doesn't look like he's uh, very good at golf. He should stick to basketball. Uh, Peyton Manning did pretty decent. And I'll say Peyton Manning wins. All right, here's a college football question for you. So obviously in the first week of the season, Kyle Trask, the quarterback for the Florida Gators, threw for six touchdowns. 
No, I haven't been following the games quite closely, although I do like the Gators because I've had some family who've gone there and they're a pretty fun team to watch most of the time. But after the first couple of weeks, guys, do you still think he's even in the Heisman race? We're going to go to you, Harris. No. Um, yes. Excuse me. Kyle Trask would be one of the best quarterbacks in college football, but he has to control it. Kyle Pitts had six touchdowns in six quarters, but with the loss to Texas A&M, it's going to be tough for Kyle Trask to come over Max Jones and Trevor Lawrence. Now, my Heisman race right now, in my opinion, Mac Jones should be winning after a much harder schedule than what Clemson has played all year. But at the end of the season, we will see uh, however the bowl game and the college playoff goes, we will see who your Heisman winner is. Well, the Heisman gets put in before the bowl games, but uh, I think Kyle Trask is still a contender. It doesn't matter about who you beat or who you lose. Uh, uh, Kyle Trask put up big numbers. Um, I think he's at what what like 14 touchdowns on the season he's he has he's put up better stats than mac jones has actually and uh i think he's definitely in the heisen race and and i think he is the number two quarterback or actually number three i think or him and mac jones are are hand in hand for third and i think fields is second and lawrence is in out first cameron but Mac, okay, but Mac Jones will put up stats because Alabama right now has one of the easiest paths to the playoff after beating Georgia. Well, guys, um, that concludes PTI. All right, thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to HCWL Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Stiebel, and my coach, Christian Cameron McLaughlin, and we are signing off.